I have a killer neti pot. It's electronic, and it's got the two, two reservoirs. It's got two, yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, it it does it. It's amazing how it does it perfectly. The right pressure, like it knows how much help. to put up yeah. and how much to draw out. And dude, it just sucks it. Yeah, it's like a uh, <coughs> it's like a coolant change in your vehicle. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be like a fluid change. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Bet You Didn't Know. Welcome back. Bet You Didn't Know. We neti pot from time to time. So. Yeah, bet you didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Try, try it out. It's great. Neti it's, pots. It's fun. We, we'll put our affiliate link for our neti pot down oh, below. Man, I wish we had sponsorship like that. Yeah. Big, I mean, we were... If uh, Big Netty got behind us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did have a sponsorship from Walgreens, but we turned it down. Had to. Had to. Were we on the fence with Rolling Stones? I'm on the fence with them because of the fact that their their lists Top, always their suck. List. What the fuck, they man? They always suck. Like, is it just me or am I like, Can't what be. in the fuck is going on? Uh, is yeah, it to draw attention? It, it's intentional. I think this latest one, they're loving it. The they're click, loving it. The clickbait, they're eating it up because there's, oh, there's yeah. no no such thing as bad press. Oh, that exactly. It's just all in how you react and roll with it, mm-hmm. and what you do after the press. Whether you embrace it, you lean into it, you apologize, you know, however it has to happen. Right. No press is bad press. Right. I agree. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so garbage that that has to be the scenario. You know, it's it's kind of weird that, you know, I mean, no press is bad press, but I was just reading. I mean, how's Glenn Danzig not on that list? Yeah, there's so many people. That How is Glenn there. Danzig not on there? Now, look, he's no, he's no prince. In yeah. my world. Glenn Danzig was cooler than Prince. What about like Ron Dio? Was he on there? I don't know. I don't either. But either way. I don't know. I can make a list. Their lists are shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't see Glenn Danzig though. And I mean, look, dude, he was the founder. I mean, he was in the Misfits. He was the OG, man. Founded Danzig. Like, dude, who didn't love Glenn Danzig and Chuck Biscuits and John Christ and those guys? Everything with those lists is so subjective anyway. Yeah, so, I mean it. It all depends on your opinion, your preference, your genre. You know, I wouldn't have Ghost on there. You might. Oh, but we'll we'll digress. Man. That was last episode. We're gonna let it lie. How we'll dare let that lie. you? The band is good. The singer is good. I w- yeah. I, They're not saying right, how well my, is their imagery. My preference and my personal feelings on them would prevent me from putting them on that list at all. Th- do you think he sings well? He sings okay. Yeah. I mean, he sings good. I just, I just yeah. there's something I about it. I can, I just, <sighs> I cannot me. get behind it. Was Maynard on there on the list? Oh, I don't know. That'd be a good litmus test of it. If if not, then yeah, the list is shit. Uh, that would be the nail in the coffin for me. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Can you put in the notes if anyone, uh, if I don't look at it before this? Yeah, I'll try to do research and check and see. Yeah. I can probably put it in there. Maynard. God, oh, Maynard's on that list. You and up be. there, too. You better be. Mm-hmm. All right. So ready to All right, welcome back. In. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And this is Bet You Didn't Know, this episode number know. 18. It is. No real theme in or life, you know it. anything this week, so no uniform change or shirt removal. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, yeah no worries, man. Yeah, life's good. We know. Yeah, unplug. Is it unplug? Life's unplug. Good. Nice. Unplug. Life's good, man. I like it. Unplug a little bit. Yeah, just random, interesting things that I've kind of compiled, come across that don't really fit into too many other categories. But I love it. Um, yeah, North Korea. They're uh, mm-hmm. 
they're they're just taboo for any country to really do any dealings with or they're just taboo. I mean that's North Korea. Right. They're they're just North Korea, they're often unorthodox. Because of that, they uh they can't get imports like fertilizer, things like that, and they don't have enough of their own livestock and things to really produce enough uh fertilizer. So the government has a quota that they instill upon people for the collection of their own feces that they they turn in yearly um, to be used for fertilizer. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And pe- people steal other people's shit to add to their amount to meet their quota. If they're falling short, they get them more. But yeah, it, that's a vicious cycle because you need it's a more, vicious cycle. You need more shit to get more fertilizer egg. to grow more hardy crops, and then yeah, you know we need you guys to shit a little more so we can harvest a little more. You think there's any to get you to shit a little more? Would there be any embargoes on shit? You know, I know nobody can send I'll over ship like shit. oil or, <laughs> or nuclear products, but can we just send over a big bucket of shit or big? barge of shit dude i'll do business be with north wrong korea with that? no i don't think so man God, i would pay a pretty penny for it oh we can call it uh the shit show we'll call it <laughs> hold on we'll call it kim's porta potty just yeah i mean we're just and shit, shit and you know we attend the events, we go to the carnivals, we are at the fairs, we collect it, we package it up, and we ship it to North Korea. And it's good old-fashioned American shit. Yeah. It's, it's full of the goodness. Pro, yeah, proteins, yeah, fats. Yeah, you're talking about weeds, <clears throat> fats, sugars, oh, yeah. carbs. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's full of all the, the good stuff. The worst of the worst. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they need. Damn. We might be onto something here. I think so, too. Hmm. Hmm. If you have any shit you want to donate, let us know. Yeah, send it send it our way. <laughs> Need to get a P.O. box. <laughs> P.O. box. <laughs> and just big old packages of shit sent to. That'd be uh that'd be something. We'd get that'd be some bad publicity, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Could, oh my lord. I wonder if it's like there. the local waste management where you just drive through, launch your bag of shit, they collect it, put it in a giant bin. You know, I, I keep envisioning what it, that process yeah, looks almost like. Almost like a recycling pride plant because yeah. they have to weigh it to make sure that you hit your quota and right. maybe sort through it to make sure you're not adding lead weights in there to throw off. <laughs> <laughs> Increase the weight. If you fell short, you had a, you know, if you had a more liquid month. Yeah. And uh, adding weights to their yeah, shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, it just made me think of that fishing tournament. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't sell so stool. Funny. Stool softeners wouldn't go very well over there. No, you need uh-uh. a stool thickener. Yeah, just stool like, thickener, <clears throat> like yeah. stool crete, like a concrete. Thing. Yeah, yeah. More bread, more mm-hmm. proteins, less water. We yeah. need chunks. Yeah. Don't 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 give us runny shit. No, 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 no. no. We no. need you to eat rice and fish. Yeah, Taco Tuesday doesn't happen over there, and that's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Damn. That's funny as hell, dude. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. But, but that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Not kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. I heard they do that in Mexico. I heard they use human feces for fertilizer in Mexico. I, you and is it bad? Do. Is that a bad thing? No, not necessarily. Why Why would it be? Do you think farmers ever did that? Do you think farmers collected oh, their own family's to. feces to use in their small gardens? They've had to. At, at, at certain points in time in, in history, they've, they've had to. I thought they used like carcasses and animals and fish and shit. I mean, that's what we're taught. The Indians use fish. Yeah, I mean, they'll use every part of 
the kill, the catch. So, I mean, I'm sure that they'll use what they can get, but even that, <clears throat> you know, what else are you doing with your shit? Right. You may as well use it for, for food instead of just putting it in a pile somewhere. Right. At least it's doing something beneficial, I guess. I guess, right. I don't know. Hmm. Um, this one I, I thought, I've, I've tried to envision this one, and I don't know how this exactly went down, but the fact of it is, in 66 AD, records show that a, <clears throat> a Roman soldier mooned Jewish pilgrims during one of their pilgrimages in Jerusalem, which ended up causing a riot and a stampede, resulting in over 10,000 deaths. <laughs> so Roman mooned the Jews, and it caused. And 10, they got 000, so pissed off and they, started a riot, and killed ten thousand people of themselves because <laughs> of one dude's ass. Because of one dude's ass. Was it just that offensive, <laughs> that hideous, that attractive? Oh my gosh! What yeah. drove people that fucking crazy? I mean, could you imagine getting that pissed off about some dude showing his ass that no. you, that you would number one riot? Or stampede that would result in 10,000 people dying. That's, uh, I can't even, I mean. It would have to be like, you know, in Mecca. I mean, back then, that, I mean, in that, at that, in that period, mm -hmm. for, in, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess flashing people was as taboo as it gets in that climate. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, dangling balls and all, right? This is offensive to people. Sticking out your tongue is offensive to some right. people. <clears throat> Waving, winking at somebody yeah, is could offensive. be offensive. So, I, you know, is this is this like the N word of of Jewish things? Bearing your just, ass, through. yeah, just the N bomb N word of, of back then. You maybe show your butt, and it's it's on. I mean, on site. You know what? It might be no different than in Saudi Arabia. Everybody's walking around, and some chick go streak in the the public square in front of everybody right and then starts a huge riot you know not that they would riot over that i mean i'm sure no yeah I she mean, would be reprimanded yeah, they riot but. chasing a naked lady but <laughs> yeah, <probably right>. not, <laughs> violence wouldn't necessarily be on everybody's mind yeah, so right. yeah catch her yeah give reprimand her who is do what this? what are you talking about I'm yeah like, no, i'm not I've seen, never seen I'm, ankle. What the hell is going yeah, on right. here? I'm used uh, to eyes and uh, eyes and toes. Yeah, not even head, shoulders, knees, just toes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, well, that's interesting. I thought yeah. that was just figuring how ten thousand people getting crushed over this one dude's ass. That's funny. So, hey, everybody. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, I you got know. something for you. I got something for you. Oh my gosh. All right, this one, this is our, our longer one of it, and strap in because it's a little bit of a wild ride. All right, I like wild rides. Well, I hope so because this guy went on one. <laughs> 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 July 26, 1959, William Rankin, who was a Marine pilot flying his F-8 Crusader from Weymouth, Massachusetts to Beaufort, South Carolina. Beaufort. Sorry. It's okay. I should, said, I should have known if Carter. I, I went with Carter Beaufort. Oh, okay. That's where my mind went. Gotcha. I think so. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, he encountered a storm on his way and uh, climbed to 47,000 feet to get above it and try to. That's know, way up there. It's pretty high up there. Oh, but yeah. But when you're in a, a jet fighter, they're, they're pressurized oxygen, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're, they're made for that. Um, so he climbs up 47,000 feet to get over it. Right about that time, he gets up there. Here's a loud bang and a bump. 
and then a rumble from his engine. Mm, Never good. Not a height. You want to hear that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, his engine ended up stopping. A uh, fire warning light started flashing in the cockpit, and he, <clears throat> as he reached for the auxiliary power handle, it uh, it broke off in his hand. So it, everything was just going wrong. Everything was failing. Um, 6 p.m., without a pressure suit, he ejected into the negative 58-degree air, suffering immediate frostbite and decompression caused his eyes, ears, nose, mouth to bleed, but... Um, he managed to use his emergency air, so he <clears throat> he was able to breathe. But everything he was able to breathe, but his eyeballs were pressurized I, yeah. and bleeding. His ears and nose are bleeding. Forty-seven thousand feet. The the pressure yeah, I mean, was wild. The pressure right. changed from cockpit to outside cockpit. Right. And then you've got the negative temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um. So oh five God. minutes later, you should have stayed in it and let it go down before he ejected. He. he <laughs> <laughs> as uh as, really as, easy to say as we find out yeah i mean the, it, it probably would have been a little bit better if he waited because this this whole process you know usually you eject you you know all that stuff you happens. float down you, yeah, float no, down. No, no. Yeah. you might suffer a fucked up leg. set off a flare whatever yeah it, at least if nothing else he's over he's over u.s soil because mm-hmm. he's going you know in u.s it's not wartime so chances of survival pretty good yeah once he gets out of there mm-hmm. um but keep in mind he's in that storm so <clears throat> he ejects out the parachute is designed to deploy at ten thousand feet um if if everything goes right it's got a sensor in it to to be able to to go off at ten thousand feet okay um unfortunately his went off almost right away Oh shit! So, so he's floating at forty thousand plus feet in the air above a storm in bad pressure, right? In negative forty plus degree temperatures, mm-hmm. so above a storm, above a storm. Oh my god! So he's because oh, of the so deploying of his parachute, above because he's above the storm, he's getting hit with updrafts. So he's being carried above the storm. So now, ten minutes after he ejected, he's still up there above the storm. He's vomiting because he's spinning so so rapidly with the the air he's being pelted by hail um he's seeing flashes of lightning that he describes as blue blades several feet thick and thunder he could feel um he said he, one one strike went off so close that he thought he had died <laughs> right it was just, <laughs> just a giant explosion, explosion just like a blinding light and then an explosion yeah he, he probably just he saw died. white he's like oh and there it is <laughs> it was it was raining so hard where he was at that at times he had to hold his breath to keep from drowning just as he was floating around up there. Oh, I bet, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can totally see it, dude. That's insane. After after all that, 40 minutes after ejecting out of his plane, conditions cleared enough to where he was able to descend down to a forest. Get out of here, dude. 40 minutes. A 40-minute torture. Just well, up there. I tell you being beaten by the weather yeah that's a good Can't see ears that, are blown that's a good I mean, buds program i mean see. you know pilots have to go through um some good sears training oh, right yeah. Yeah. so any pilot any jump instructor uh any navy seal they go through sears right where mm-hmm. they drop them off on the ocean you swim to and then you know sure. you know try not to get captured but then right. you get captured um you know and 
if you think about it, that's like some super hardcore Sears training. Like, yeah, you're going to jump out above a storm at 45,000 feet. <laughs> you're going to bleed from all orifices. Right. And then you're going to, for 45 minutes, ride through a storm, getting destroyed by lightning, well, hail, and rain, yeah. and try not to drown. And All the Sears training and everything like that starts really once you hit the ground. Yeah. Once you parachute out or once you jump o- overboard of a boat or whatever it is, once you hit ground, water, surface, that's when Sears training kicks in. <laughs> yeah. Up until that point, uh, <laughs> right. I don't know if anybody thought about training for 40 uh, minutes in the air floating around. Well, I mean, usually it doesn't take that long. Well, it says it's a testament to the parachutes. I mean. No doubt about that. You know, the, the military has a pretty tight Look, they have really good shit, and then they know where to cut costs. And, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, not everything is super hardy, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and it's a good thing that they spend a lot of time and quality control with the parachutes because morale. I, I mean, public opinion. It, it, you, know, you don't ever hear look. of you don't ever hear of military personnel dying from. Not parachutes getting ripped open or yeah. malfunctioning like they're like that's not very often at least not not here usually it's a plane crash or yeah, a vehicle plane, crash plane or, went down or whatever yeah maybe somebody got hurt because their parachute didn't fully deploy or, or you hear about like them that. landing right and and they don't Snap tuck and leg. roll and bust a leg or yeah yeah catch a weird yeah a hole in the ground or whatever yeah. the hell it could be yeah yeah so, yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah i thought that was a pretty interesting one i thought yeah that's pretty uh intense man think about what he had to go through and 40 minutes if you think about i mean our last episode that we that we put out was 46 minutes so he was up there six minutes shy of our last episode that's crazy so yeah put that in in perspective and every second oh just torture is torture pelted by hail almost drowning by rain coming at you you know forrest gump i i can i can um I feel like I know what that's like. You know, as a kid, my first time in a water park, uh, going down through one of the tubes, mm-hmm. I almost drowned because the water was shooting <laughs> into my face, mm-hmm. and it was like being waterboarded, and I couldn't breathe. And then yeah. when I did try to breathe, I sucked in, I was sucking in air, and it just was shooting into my face, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you're in underneath the water, right? Yep. And I thought to myself... There was nothing fun about that. I felt like I was drowning the entire time down and then ended mm. up in, in a pool. I'm like, that sucks. Dick Herber and I rode our Harleys up to uh, to Fort Madison, Iowa for <clears throat> some rodeo that they that they do up there every yeah. year. So it's about a about four, four and a half hour bike ride up yeah. there. <clears throat> awesome ride up there, awesome time up there. The way back, about halfway back lightning oh and you're like oh shit here we go and it was pull off under a bridge nope no (laughs) nope oh that's sketchy dude and and shorts pulled the shirt up over my nose and just just buckled down it it was like getting just sandblasted on any piece of exposed skin he just just getting pelted with the rain oh Oh, we're just fighting it just hunkered down bearing down and going that's bitching dude yeah maybe stupid a little bit but yeah yeah, yeah I mean, I don't even think about the pain. You know, when I think about riding in weather, I'm not thinking, "What's it feel like getting hit by rain?" I'm thinking, "Shit, man, tires on a road mm-hmm. with with even, uh, uh, you know, 
a quarter inch of standing water or anything, man, just losing it and wiping out. Like, yep. that's scary as shit in itself. And yeah. wind. Oh, yeah. Shh. Lightning. It was, <coughs> it was pretty me. intense. But yeah. It was pretty cool at the same pretty time. Pretty intense. So. That's a that's my wife camping. Nice. <laughs> 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 pretty intense. <laughs> or fucking oh, intense. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got nothing. Inappropriate. <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I, I really, I did like it. Uh, oh, that's funny. The uh, the movie Nightmare on Elm Street. Familiar with it, Freddy Krueger? I'm not just familiar with it. I'm at one point was infatuated with it. Yeah. Did you know the idea of it is based on a uh, the true story of a boy who would dream things? Kind of. It's uh, it's based on the true story of a boy who was having disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep for days out of fear. Oh, wow. The same night that he succumbed to exhaustion, he died in his sleep, but not before screaming for help in the middle of the night. Get the fuck out of here. So, yeah, he was having nightmares just so wild. Wow, <laughs> he, he would refuse to sleep for just he days He must days. have had a heart attack in his dreams. Probably. I mean, I guess you can die from exhaustion. I don't Dude, know. Dude, the universe was pulling him back. He, he <laughs> fucked up on his contract, his universal contract to... <laughs> To come down to Earth and experience yeah. the this whatever you call this this dimension, yeah he he uh, somehow his contract got fucked up. They're like, nope, you're coming back, dude. And he's like, yeah. I don't want to go to sleep. His subconscious was yeah. like, the Grim Reaper was on vacation. Grim Reaper, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, 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 like, yeah. We, we got to figure something else out. You were meant you weren't meant to go down there as a as a young boy. You were supposed right. to go down there as a badger. Right. We need you back. <laughs> we we need you're supposed you back. to be down there as a gazelle out right. in the in the in africa we didn't approve nobody approved this yeah who did this anyways <laughs> right yeah you, we need you back now go to sleep right go to sleep so we can bring you back <laughs> yeah right nope <laughs> uh, yeah shit. oh that's a crazy story dude yeah yeah i mean that's you like imagine borderline exorcist shit oh yeah borderline yeah yeah you know it, i mean like what else would weird. you think yeah I mean, man there's got to be something so yeah i thought that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. um freddie mercury mm-hmm. his uh his famous overbite was the result of having four extra teeth on his upper jaw. Bullshit. I'm not bullshitting. Four I extra? I don't bring bullshit here. <laughs> I don't bring bullshit to the uh, table. We don't bring bullshit to the table. I would have never known that, man. I wouldn't have either. His overbite was because he had two extra teeth up or on, each, on side. each side. Yeah. Wow, four that's total. pretty bitching. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's, that's crazy, man. I thought so. I mean, I guess I'm it kind of explains you know, with it. His was, weren't his parents affluent or like somewhat... Yeah, he was like pretty well, well known. off. Right. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they fix that? I don't know. Maybe it was just that back then you couldn't, or it was more risky, dangerous. Um, you thought the baby teeth or maybe like wisdom teeth, it'll kind of come out or you take care of it later and just never did. <clears throat> you know, I still have a baby tooth. Really? Yeah. Like in, a, at, in like an envelope at home? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> like in my grill. <laughs> like up in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Either, either way, it works. in an envelope. What is it, your one of your children's? Yeah. <laughs> in that case, I got a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you might know this one, but I thought I didn't, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Leo Fender, founder of Fender Guitars and Bass, and uh, in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for you know the Fender Strat and all yeah, the uh -huh. all of his, Leo Fender. Yep. Never learned how to play either of the instruments. Leo Fender, creator of the Fender. I mean, did how not do I know how to play guitar? I don't know how I feel about that. I was mixed emotions on it too. I'm very mixed emotions. But 
I, I thought mean, it was a very good fact, and I thought you needed to know that if you didn't know that. I mean, the first thing I think of is Jimi Hendrix and Steve Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Ripping fenders. Yeah. But then I think of Les Paul. And okay. I'm like, now, that makes sense to me. Les mm-hmm. Paul developing mm-hmm. a guitar. I get it. I mean, because he was, he, back in his day, he was the shredder. Yeah. For those of you who have never... You might have heard of Les Paul. May have uh, heard of the guitar. Gibson guitars, Les Paul. Look at, watch old videos of him and his wife. Um, Just what was his name? What was her name, I mean? His wife's name. It's escaping me, but I'll put it down <clears> here. <throat> yeah, they, um, when you watch old videos of him in the 50s, or I think it was 50s, 40s, 50s, whatever. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, 40s, 50s feels yeah. right. Man, he, that dude could rip it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, golly, he was so good. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Anyways, I digress. So yeah, great. You would almost figure that Fender would almost fall in that same vein. You would think so. Vein. Yeah. That, you know, Fender was tired of playing, I don't know, what some other type, but Ibanez I mean, guitar. I was, was like, I, I, I was going to say. with this. Ibanez has this weird sound that's a little bit different or tinny. I don't like it. I need this. and. Ends up doing it himself and is like, I'll sell it. Paul Reed Smith. Like, lots of people have done it. Yeah. But you would have figured that the the person who kind of started it. Is that a is that one name or is that three people? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's I was always told to never trust anybody with two first names. So if it's the three first named person, we got a real problem. <laughs> Paul, Paul Reed Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've My got, name is uh, John Tim Joe. We have a real problem. <laughs> um, kind of gotten with we got got in a little bit of a musical theme for you. Cool for Love a couple it. of these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the studio recorded version of Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, who has four extra teeth in his upper jaw, plays the same piano that Paul McCartney played on Hey Jude. No shit. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. Was it because of the studio that he was recording at? And that was just their studio instrument? Very like possible. The guitar, the, um, it would seem like an odd there? request to want to play play that specific piano. Did he request it or just happened to be there? It's, I think it was probably the studio oh, yeah. more than anything well, would yeah. be my guess. Could but, you imagine being a band recording in a studio where the Beatles had recorded or like... It's yeah, like they, Sun Studio out in, uh, out in Nashville where mm-hmm. Elvis and a whole bunch of other people recorded in, the, in this tiny little room that this tiny little room created history. So That's so amazing to me. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sure that there's probably countless other stories like that where mm-hmm. other people have played that piano <clears throat> and mm-hmm. made maybe had a hit and maybe not i don't know but i thought it was interesting maybe i'll go to graceland this weekend i feel motivated to go somewhere and go yeah let's hit the road go down there and yeah go check it out that'd be sweet yeah that's interesting so the piano on bohemian rhapsody was the same piano used in hey jude Mm -hmm. that's awesome bet you didn't know (coughs) all right this one i gotta get ready for oh shit here we go i'm ready longest song title longest song title it's almost has to be like some kind of poem or some weird shit it damn near is um it's by henry car it's henry carmichael's 1943 smash hit <laughs> i'm a cranky old yank in a cranky old tank on the streets of yokohama with a honolulu mama doing the beto beto flat on my cedo hirohito blues 
I wonder if he was a military veteran. I feel like it had a very military <clears throat> World War II. But it's weird. How vibe. would he? But he's living in Japan with a Hawaiian. Um, kind of feels like that, and that's that's the way the title makes. She's it Polynesian. Sense. She's in. Well, I mean, if Hawaii. if the title tells you this much of a story, what do you think the rest of the song does? This guy <laughs> might be some sort of. That's a song name. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of the song. What? Well, what? Well, here's what would be funny if the song had no lyrics. Yeah, or made no no reference or mention to any of the things in the title. <laughs> it was just what an if, oddly long title. You know, that's a that's an interesting concept. Is you, you just have instrumentals, but mm-hmm. each song had a long name that you could fit in and sing it over the music. So the song would be the chorus. The song title would be the chorus, and the song itself would just be an instrumental. Yeah, like the verse is just, you know, some sort of instrumental or soloing, and then the, you know, there's some sort of, uh, gung, gung, gung indicator. You know, that, like a metal, yeah. like a metal song. It's just called "Shove It Up Your Ass," and it's like, it's like, shove it up your ass. Yeah, just take the there, song name and put it over the music, and mm-hmm. there you go. You can sing it all day long. There would just have to be some sort of a, like an audible clue to the listener that this is when you're supposed to say it. So like a goom, 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 shove it up your ass. Yeah, it could. you could goom, fit goom, it anywhere, goom, even during the chorus. Yeah, right. like a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove it up your ass. And then shove it up your ass. Nah, mm. Pretty sure metal song wouldn't sound like that. Yeah. No, but I think we might be, we might be onto something. Hmm. Maybe. We'll talk to Ghost. <laughs> Wait, his name is... Um, I'm a huge fan, but I can't think of his name. It's... it's uh, Pope something or write him Tobe. or whatever. Tobe? 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 I have no idea. I don't know. I do not know. But he's a cool-looking son of a bitch in a... Uh, what'd you call it? A, 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 a evil Pope? Or yeah, what'd yeah, you call yeah. it's it? It's like an evil pope hat. That's what he's got evil going pope. on. <laughs> he looks pope. like he's got an evil pope. He's got some black minions behind him. Yeah, this fucker right here. Yeah, that guy. Love it. Um, sticking with our musical <clears throat> theme, Phil Collins is the largest collector of Alamo artifacts and wrote a book about it. He's the largest private collector of Alamo artifacts and one of the largest contributors to museums and no the Alamo way. itself for artifacts. No shit. He's an Alamo fanatic. <clears throat> there must have been something about the... Because he's English, right? Yeah. I wonder why he was so attracted to the Alamo. Maybe as a kid, he uh, took a trip to Texas and was like, oh, this place seems pretty dope. I don't know. Must have been Susudio. Sometimes you just fall... Sometimes things kind of fall into your hand, right? Like someone's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, man, you interested in an artifact from the Alamo?" Yeah, I guess so. And you're like, "Here you go. I'll give you a hundred grand for it." Like this is yeah. pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, another one. And then he's like, "Oh, I want to collect Alamo artifacts." <laughs> I mean, what was it? Davy Crockett wasn't he supposed to have fought at the Alamo? So maybe yeah. there was some sort of a connection <clears throat> or infatuation with Davy Crockett that then spiraled into that, or you know, whoever the hell else was at the Alamo. I don't mm-hmm. know. Phil Collins, get with us and let us know who was at the Alamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on sure. and be a guest. We'll talk about it. Tell yeah. us things we did Super know. cool. I love that. That's really neat, man. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty interesting, too. <clears throat> that's uh, that's cool. Uh, do, you know, do you know the inspiration behind Aerosmith's song, Dude Looks Like a Lady? <laughs> I mean, I could only guess. Vince Neil <laughs> of Motley Crue. 
<laughs> he was the inspiration Vince behind Neal was. Dude Looks Like a Lady. Hey, thanks, Vince. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool song. It, it's a cool song. It's a great and, song. And, and I love Motley Crue, dude. And Dude Looked Like a Lady. And he did. I mean, but so did. Uh, Everybody back then did. Uh, uh, Brett. Oh, uh, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, every, yeah. everybody. In everybody band did. did. Didn't matter. Yeah. Hair band. You're everybody wearing makeup did. and fucking poofy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Sex Panther. Sex Panther. That's, right. That's, that's what, funny. That's If a time machine happened and any of them came back, it'd be. It'd be Ghost. Sex Panther. Yeah. God. <laughs> 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 They'd be better than Ghost, I'll tell you that. Um, oh, that's funny. Last fun fact I have. All right. John Lennon got a letter from a former student are from a student <clears throat> telling him that their teacher had them analyze the lyrics of the Beatles songs and was so amused by it that it inspired him to write, I am the walrus intentionally confusing and misleading anybody because the lyrics are nonsensical. Okay. Wait, the lyrics to I am, I am the walrus right. are intentionally confusing and meaningless. And, and he, he figured that, that out by... He did that because he knew people, students are analyzing their lyrics, so... He's an, like, why don't I write a song that analyze this? Yeah, analyze nothing. Yeah. And then... You, Let me know what you think. Anything you pull out of it, yeah, right. that's your problem. <laughs> I think what you were trying to say in this song is this and this and this. Yeah. Now, well, as a matter of fact, that song is nonsensical, and there was absolutely no thought behind any of it. Yeah. So you're pretty creative. Good and, job. And if you go back and listen to it, it does not make any sense. So. I am the one. That's interesting, really. Um, yeah. Still a cool song. Yeah, still jam. A lot of I'm people down. like it. I'm down with it. I'll play it now. It reminds me of the In the God of Davida. Oh, yeah, that's a jam. Do you know in how the that garden. came about? Yeah, he was he intoxicated was wasted. In, yeah. in the Garden of Eden. Trying to tell everybody what he came up with. Yeah. He's like, I got this song. And I got a Vita. And they're like, what? And he wrote it out or something. And then, yeah. then the drummer got, said, you got a song? I got, hold my beer. Yeah. They're like, no, you should keep that. And it, it worked. In the God of Vita. It's a 17-minute song. They get down. Mm. I haven't heard that song in a long time, man. Yeah, it was good. My mom had that record, and it was a B-side. You know, I started coming across that music as a young teenager when I started experimenting with psychedelics mm-hmm. and uh, had my, had my um, what was it, uh, 60s acid rock tapes, and I uh, had Iron Butterfly. I had all yeah. these, you know, I had the old... Uh, um led zeppelin two what uh amboy dukes you know you know mm-hmm. who the amboy amboy mm-hmm. dukes are ted nugent um you know of course grateful dead and you know any of any of that stuff but moody blues oh moody blues for sure um yeah and and i remember i vividly remember like okay we're gonna listen to the top hits let's put in some in the god of vita you know and it's it's pretty dope man Matchstick Men uh, is another really good one. Are you familiar with them? that Mm-mm. song, Matchstick Men? Mm-mm. Oh, it's super trippy. Hmm. Yeah, check that it's one a out. Cool one. It's a cool one. But uh, yeah. Anyways, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those were good, man. Yeah, I liked them. They're yeah. Good. Like I said, they look kind of random stuff. And I, I wanted to, to talk get, about. 
I wanted to get some music stuff in there yeah. in some way, shape, or form. So, found some I like fun facts like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, those aren't normal no, fun no, facts. No. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, Phil Collins. I, I had guess. no idea. Yeah. Never would have thought that. Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, Sting eats lots of mushrooms. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he likes eating mushrooms and walking around on his property. That's great. Good for him. Yeah, I'm trying to. Something's find working good for him. I mean, I, I, dude's I a vampire. Of, I can't think of anything bad in that situation, <laughs> no. unless your property was real small. That's it. Look, you're sting. You have a property. You're eating mushrooms and right. enjoying life. Like, I could see where people might get. They might raise an eye or keep an eye on me if I was all on mushrooms walking around my property. Mm-hmm. You know, here not being a very big property and just walking around endlessly but you know that might be a fun experiment to see how long it takes before the cops get called no um why don't we do a podcast where we uh take mushrooms yeah eat okay. some mushrooms and, yeah yeah okay cool okay yeah and then we shoot a 45 <laughs> minute episode on mushrooms i it probably won't be 45 minutes but we can we'll take it and it might be like three hours down yeah we'll clip it down and yeah, we'll clip it down yeah That'd be an interesting one. I'd like, we're like, oh, there's an episode. Fun. Uh, there's a podcast I watch <clears throat> called Stoner Dads. I don't know if we talked about this one. Before we did, yeah. Three dudes hanging out. Yeah, I dig that. The the tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send yeah. a fourth guy. Uh, they they get just they hit bongs. They get super ripped, and they're like, all right, into the closet you go. It's all comfy and cozy, and throw on headphones, and he's just kind of in there in his own world. It's a uh, it's an interesting experience. Like, hey, Ryan, uh, what are you doing in there? Like, I don't know. Sometimes they forget the guy's in there. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he's, he talks like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it all just kind of depends. Uh, oh, it's great. It, it's it's fun. But yeah, mm. check that out. It's fun. It is. Podcasting it is, fun. is fun. Podcasting's fun. I have a lot of fun with yeah. it. Yeah. So. I like to talk. I like you. Yeah. You know, I like yeah. the stuff you bring to the table. You know. Oh, man. I like learning stuff and going through Knowledge it is power, dude. I yeah, mean, and there's, that, there's so a, many things I know now that I haven't even put into episodes and probably never will. That, like you wouldn't really think that, uh, you know, there's 20,000 different colors at Disney World. Yeah. Nine acres of tunnels. Yeah, I put I a mean, little map on that episode where there's kind of shows the oh, really? configuration. Of oh, yeah. Disney. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury had four extra teeth up top. <clears throat> never would have known. No. I mean, what if. That's a secret science to a cool voice. Yeah. Do not eject at 47,000 feet in F8 Crusader. Yeah. No, go, let it go down. To go down. Yeah. Go down. Pull it at about 20,000. Get, get 10,000. Yeah. Get below clouds. Yeah. Let's go below clouds. Yeah. I yeah, mean, for sure. Really, you're going to make it. As long as you're up at or above 10,000, you're fine. It's you almost safe. wonder, though, if he tried to eject during the storm, if that may not have panned out the same, like uh, while he was in it. My guess would be that that, <clears throat> that, that sensor that uh triggers the the parachute is probably pressure sensitive mm-hmm. and it's it's triggered to go off at the the atmospheric pressure of ten thousand feet as opposed to thirty thousand feet right but in that storm with fluctuating pressures and then kicking from zero you know normal pressure in the cabin to whatever it is out there maybe at some point through there it hit that trigger of ten thousand you know feet of pressure and poof and then oh, all of a sudden yeah. you're at you're at the mercy of the storm yeah so, man mm yeah nuts dude what a crazy crazy ride yeah well or the things you you know 
do things did, that your butt can compel people to do. <laughs> right. Ask uh, OnlyFans members. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting 10,000 subscribers, not 10,000 deaths. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they are getting 10,000 bucks an hour. Yeah, incels. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Who wants to take pictures of my feet? There's WikiFeet is a website where people rate your it's feet. It's all kinds of weird <clears throat> stuff, dude. Yeah. How about elbows? Is there anybody into elbows? Is that a is that a thing? I don't know. I think I have a nice elbow. Well, we can start up only mans. We'll call it only bows. Yeah. Knees. We'll work we'll workshop it. We'll call it the joints. We'll call it shoulders, knees, and toes. Well, yeah. Hmm. But we'll bounce this one around, but yeah, we'll come yeah, up yeah. with it. I mean, we got a whole porta potty <clears throat> business to start to start shipping shit over to North Korea. So oh yeah, we along with um, this might sound horrible, but I think instead of euthanizing animals, mm-hmm. we act like we euthanize them, but we put them to sleep for transit to China. We could do that. I mean, maybe we'll use them to perfect our cryogenics. I mean, there's there's I mean, so look, many options. So many options. Bottom line is, why not, instead of, look, think of the resources, right? Mm-hmm. You euthanize an animal. There's a whole department that has to come by. That's gas. That's employee. That's hourly wages. There's a vehicle involved. they got to go to all the humane areas, pick up the, and it happens every Friday or every once a day or whatever, you know, they're, they're you know putting these animals down and they have to dispose of them you know and you think like hmm i wonder how much it costs per animal to dispose of them in the big scheme of things when really a shelter could take them and instead of euthanizing them put them in a sleepy state um operation dumbo drop them over uh, you know box them up put them in some nice cages something you know i don't know and send them Send them over to China, man, where people can actually, there's hungry people in China. People need meat. And, uh, you know, if we could supply them with, you know, we can at least, we can at least manage humane expectations from us to them. Once they get there, that's up to them. But, you know, you think about how those animals are bred and farmed over there and like at no point in their lives do they have any quality of life, right? Right, livestock. I mean, we could take good care of them, send them over there. Now, I guess once you get over there and they start getting boiled alive and shit like that, can't do anything about that. It's lobster time. That's what's going to happen, but they want the younger, you know, it's like veal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, look, and I know this might be sensitive to some of you. However, it's it's just an idea, man. You know, it's just an idea. How can we... How can someone benefit from, you know, there's so many irresponsible pet owners and animals are just reproducing at such a rapid rate. You know, the Humane Society and all these shelters get overwhelmed and it's like, okay, how can we capitalize on this? How do we not cost ourselves money by all this irresponsibility? How can we capitalize on it? So we don't euthanize them or maybe we do per se, but it puts them to sleep. It doesn't like actually put them down. Just long enough to get them to China, where they're comfortable and they're taking a nap for a day or two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how comfortable they'll be once they get there, though. They're probably not going to be. Right. But I mean, you know, hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I we, can, we can put out bids and see what country wants to pay the most, <laughs> see if it's worthwhile economically. Uh, I don't know and, if it's uh, financially feasible. But you know, here's what happens is you, is you start the business right. You're like, okay, here's what we're doing. We're not going to euthanize. We're going to put them to sleep, and we're going to haul them off on our own. The, the city isn't going to come by and get these things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, all of a sudden, they get wind what you're doing, and then the men in black show up. They're like, you're not stepping on our toes. Yeah, we, is, we already have this business model. It's like the CIA shipping, <coughs> shipping cocaine into the Because what United you don't realize States. is they take those euthanized animals. Yeah, they've already, they're on top And they're of already cocaine. boxing them up. Right. And sending them to China. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you guys don't know that, huh? What happens to the euthanized animals? Write your congressman find out. Yeah, let's find start out. Start asking the hard questions. See That's what kind of answers they start shooting back. We euthanize animals. Where do they go? Are they being cremated? Are they being boxed up and shipped to China? What's happening to them? Mm-hmm. We demand the answers. I know it's a very taboo conversation, but uh, I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. Everybody what are your, your thoughts? Write your uh, congressional, congressional representative and uh, demand the answers on that and let us know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Not that I really care, but it's but. really a weird taboo conversation to have. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. I digress. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> On that note, uh, I am a huge animal lover, just so you know. Yeah. I am. A, I, I love animals. I love every human and every living thing. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We've all seen my two dogs running around here. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. Like, and subscribe, comment. Let us know if you have any ideas, suggestions, quick, thoughts, quick, concerns. Quick. And Thanks for joining us. It's fun. Always. It is fun, and we will see you on the next one. Peace and chicken grease. Bulls on parade. Bulls.